Today is April 2nd, and there's so much bad news in Yankee land. Stanton on the 10-day DL, Andujar on the 10-day DL, and it's looking like it's going to be a 10 times 10 times 10 days DL. Let's talk Yanks. What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining us here on Talking Yanks. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I got my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver. He's originally from Connecticut. He's a transplanted Yankee fan. I used to be. Now I'm back in my home state of New Jersey. We got a win tonight. This show is not going to be about the win. Series recap will be about the game, but there is news going on right now, and we do have a ton of voicemails, and that's what this episode is. It is brought to you by six delightful people, Jake. Okay. Jay Martinez. Yep. J-A-Y, not just the not letter J. Spring Cullen. Okay. It's got to be some sort of moniker, right? Yeah, at a certain point in your life, you make a decision that I'm going to go by my favorite season. Oh, I thought maybe he's a spring chicken. No. But his name's Cullen, so Spring Cullen. Yeah. Okay. Fergus Bauman. Fergus has been a Patreon for a while. I think he just upped a little bit. Thanks, Fergus. Alex Munis. Pete Gallo. Not Callo. Gallo. Like Joey. Joey Callo. And Joey Callo's dead. And Alex Chew? Chew? Chewy? That's Chew. Chew. I'm going to say Chew. There's an I in there. It looks like it's sneaking in there. Yeah. Those are our most recent... Patreon subscribers, $2 a month really helps us out. You get live access, early access. You get a chance to win two jerseys a month, one via contest, one via raffle. We just had someone from overseas, International Waters. They tweeted out like, hey, am I your first international Patreon? Hope to win uh, a jersey. And another guy replied and said, nope, I I live in the UK and I already won a jersey. And he put a picture of it, get shipped to him. So I was like, that's cool. And then we blocked both of them because we're American, damn it. Hell yeah. No, that didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen at all. Um, so yeah, join Patreon, help us out. Patreon.com slash talking yanks. All right, so we're gonna go right in the voicemails. We this is our first voicemail app. So the voicemails lead us into so many conversations right. that we would just have. But is there anything we need to say beforehand? I think we just need kind of maybe a 30 second or one minute, like where your head's at. Because not only has the first few games been a lot, but today itself was a lot. <laughs> I said the Stanton news was like I took a step back, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Then the Andujar news before the game was a gut punch. It's like, okay, I just absolved the Stanton news. Like, I just had my mind figure it out. I just had my mind get excited for what Clint's going to do 
and it's only 10 days. And I like I just warped that. And then you throw the Andor hard news at me. So that was a gut punch, like oh, back to being brutally uh, upset. Then we win the game and it was a nice game. We'll talk about that on the series recap. And then the Andrew hard news comes out at the end. And it was like I, my gut got beat to a pulp. That was I felt like a punching bag. Someone was just rocking. No, that was a stabbing. <laughs> yeah, there, that it was. That was a the, stab. Anduhar before the game was a punch to the gut. After the game, it was a stab. It was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, you just stabbed. I'm me. already down. I'm already down. It's uh, it's pretty wild. I mean, just a clean, tidy win. I mean, you wonder what was going on in the locker room. Um, uh, bizarre. Four out of one sixty two. We're already deep into almost all of our backup plans. Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, we're, Herman pitched get today's game. He looked great. LeMahieu is now a full-blown starter. Tyler Wade and Clint are back. Greg Bird was our cleanup hitter. It's all, it's, it's all here. <laughs> it's all already yeah. happened. It's crazy, man. Um. Reading between the lines in that Boone presser, I don't know if you heard it. I don't have the audio, so I can't play it. But like I said, it sounds like bad news. Like the way I read his, I, I don't care about the words that he said. The way I read Boone's mannerisms and tone, it seemed like he was fighting back a lot of like upsetness. Oh, yeah. Because and then he did so he did, people are hanging on to like Boone said he's optimistic and he had good results with the doctor and that Anduhar we could see him back this season. Even then, it's still a couple months, but um, that is not the vibe I got at all. Yeah, because I don't think you throw the word surgery out unless you know there's a surgery coming. Like uh, right now, if you asked me, my my personal opinion is Anduhar getting surgery. I'm like one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know, because every every tweet has had the might. I mean, when you say it, uh, there's a good chance. I I don't know enough. I'm not not in the medical field, you have to prepare for the worst, which is why DJ LeMahieu was on this team. So everyone that was freaking out for three months about who's going to play, like we said, this stuff sorts itself out. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, I, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, there's probably a nice win today, which the Yankees kind of needed. You're, we're not going to say must win, but to a degree. And then you come back to find out that basically Anduhar is going to be out for the season, if not the majority, majority of the season. So it's um, it was a stab. A- after, after getting beat up and bludgeoned, whether it's Sevy, Hicks, CeCe, Batances, uh, Didi, if you want to go there. Um, and yeah, we just, we just got punched in the nose basically. And then stabbed at the end of it. It's brutal. All right. We got a lot of voicemails. Everyone did really good about the new one minute rule. Yeah. So I was, I appreciate that. We did have a lot come in. If you want to leave a voicemail in the future, keep it under a minute. Doesn't even, I'm not joking. It doesn't even get like heard one second of it. If it's over a minute, because it's just too long, too long. Yeah. And we, uh, before we get into it, guys, uh, the voicemails are sponsored this month by Diamond Baseball Tours. We're partnering with them again. Really good dude. I've been talking to him just about like March Madness and stuff. We're friends now, so that's pretty cool. Um, but go check out their website, www.diamondbaseballtours.com. Um, they're still the induction trip they have coming up. I mean, is one of the most diesel baseball fan trips you can ever do. 
Yankee Stadium, Fenway, City Field, National Park, Citizens Bank, and then you're going to Cooperstown. Moe's getting inducted this year. Go check them out, Diamond Baseball Tours. Cool guy. We're going to be partnering them and doing some cool things in the future. Go check them out now so when we tell you the cool stuff coming up, you're going to be ready. Yep. Yep. And you get a tour of Yankee Stadium in that tour. Oh, well. yeah. They you do everything. Game they take care of the yeah. travel. They do the hotels. You do tours. You do the games. It's a baseball. It's a baseball person's dream. All right. I don't have these voicemails in any specific order, so we're just going to play them and see where they take us. Hey, guys. It's Richmond again, believe it or not. Um, with all the injuries, I was just wondering, you know, maybe we could focus on something a little more positive. What would you guys like to see? as like a fun storyline this year. Like my uncle had a great one. He said maybe if like Danny Farquaad is the ALCS MVP, like how great of a story that would be. I don't know. Just something like fun, you know, a little bit different, maybe dream scenario. Let me know what you think. Bye. All right, Jake. Positive spin. Okay. What's a storyline besides winning the World Series or besides everyone being healthy? Right. What's a personal storyline you really want to see from the Yankees this year? Well, you you and I have touched upon this a lot. I think it comes back to kind of the comeback player, um, comeback player awards. Like Danny Farquhar, if he somehow got into our pin and threw some big innings, yeah, that would be an amazing. That would be like the most emotional story, right? Like yes. that's that's actual heartstrings. Like a guy almost lost uh-huh. his life, <laughs> and then he's he's back playing baseball. So that's that's the heartstrings. I mean, I'm I'm gonna go baseball perspective on this. Um, I I I'll, I've got a couple, Jim. I'll 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 lay them out. What if this this one's kind of a little deep end? What about like CC Sabathia getting to the All Star game or something like that? Like if if CC opens up and he goes nine and two with like a three flat ERA, like that's I was that's fun. I was searching for the player because there's a lot of options. Right. And my brain first went to Gary because I love Gary. But I think you're right. I I, I want CeCe to have a rewarding last season. Yeah, I guess, I guess you know, it's funny, Jim. I think because both of us are spinning right now, like Greg Bird, Luke Voigt, Gary. Um, and I think my number two, I think it comes down for me. It's like CeCe and Tulo. And I think it's because they've been around the block a few times. Like, if... If Greg Bird doesn't put it together this season, he's still going to get another opportunity with another team and and have a chance mm-hmm. to be a ball player. If Luke Voigt is average, I mean it's okay. Like Luke Voigt's still going to be around. Um, like Cece, this is it straight up. And Tulo, man, I you and I, I people were saying we were lower on Tulo. We were just trying to be realistic. Uh, we were pretty low on Tulo. I I mean the guys. Used to be one of the best players in baseball, so it would be a really, a really cool story. And now we definitely need him for a little bit. Um, so I mean, if he can find that form, I mean, that would be awesome. So I'm going too low in CC. I think. Yeah, my final answer is CC. Just want CC to have a rewarding, good end of his career. Yeah. Hey, it's Skyler from Los Angeles. Uh, first time caller. So just uh, thinking about Jacoby Ellsbury every day over this offseason, as I'm sure many people did, uh, I thought about the fact that the Yankees had an insurance policy that was paying out a substantial portion of his contract to, like, reimburse him 
for missed time, or sorry, reimburse the team for missed time. So it made me wonder, is that something that the team does for every single player signed? Is that something that they just do for risky or big money signings? If you guys have any information about that, I'm really curious. Uh, also, if it's not the case, who is the one player on the team right now other than Ellsbury that you think most needs an insurance policy? Thanks a lot. Keep it up. So Ellsbury has an insurance policy, but I think who didn't? Tulowitzki didn't have an insurance policy in Toronto. That's why they just let him go because they couldn't collect any money. I did like a tiny, tiny bit of research on this, and I know that in only the huge contracts really get insurance policies. I think you could take insurance out on anything because, like, why would an insurance company not give you money or accept your money? Yeah, basically, if you give an insurance company something that you get, let them put a price on. I mean, you see it with some of the college football players and stuff like that. The college basketball players, they can take out insurance policies on themselves. Um, I think I could take out insurance policies on my shoes right now if I wanted. To. Oh, yeah. If if if. You'll pay it, and it makes sense financially for an insurance company. They'll hear you out. Um, you do wonder. I Honestly, this is a long-winded answer of saying I don't truly know. Um, I wonder if different teams have different contracts set up with insurance companies. I bet they do. I think it's all personal per player, too. It could know. be. Not, not sure. Maybe we can ask our agent friend uh, Kuznick on that. He would yeah, probably be elated if we did that. <laughs> All right, we will uh, maybe yeah, get back. Put it on now. the list. Hey, it's Teacher from New York here. I was watching your uh, pregame uh, video, and I was thinking to myself, how many at bats do you need in order to value a pitcher versus a hitter personal stats situation? So, do you need fifteen, twenty, twenty-five? Love to hear your take. Have a good one, John Boy and Jake. It's an interesting question from Teach. Right. I love BVP, If you, uh, I, I, but I preference this on the pregame show. Like I, I said, I'm going to give you guys BVP, batter versus pitcher stats, but don't put a lot of stock into them because, I mean, even like people in baseball will say, like, you have no idea what's happening. That guy could be like, you know, there's so many other factors, but they're fun. How many at-bats would you say it as, Jake, where you can put stock in it? I would say... This is where I would say, because it's not about how many at-bats. Like, tomorrow, Stanton, if he was playing, has tons of at-bats for Zimmerman, but they're all from 2012 and, and, and beyond, so those are useless to me. Okay. I like to look at the last two seasons and if it's over 20 at-bats. Then I'll be like, okay, what happens here? See, and it's also, from there, you have to look at trends. That's, that, I guess that's kind of where I'm going with this. It's more so... It's it's like a per, it's it's a percentage equation or something like that in my head. Like if I see someone's even like three for five against someone, I'm like, okay, like the 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 batter has the leg up here. Um, I guess for a pitcher, I I need the bigger body of work. Like if a pitcher has you anything past zero for five, I'm starting to give the pitcher credit. Like they kind of own you. They know what you're doing up there. For a batter, I guess the the closer it is, like if someone's even two for four, I'm like, this guy kind of knows what's coming. Um, and wow. and then yeah, I, I'm I need way more than that. It it stretches out from there. I think it it ties into confidence and all of that. Um, like if you show me a six for twenty, 
I mean, that's, you know, a, a batter's got a decent chance against them, but I don't, like, that. that's like a good battle in my head. What if I showed you a 7 for 14 with six home runs? I'd say Gary's good. <laughs> Gary crushes I'd price, say Gary's, huh? <laughs> Gary's really good. Voight's, what about Voight? Three for six off price with two home runs. I mean, yeah. Like, would you say yes there? Yeah, because the, the two home runs. When he's got him, he's got okay. him. But I think a lot of the analytic people will, will say we're wrong. Well, but like, if you try to tell me Gary doesn't feel comfortable in the box against Price. Right, or more confident. Yeah, same with Voight now, even though he's only three for six. I mean, that's and that's like the essence of playing sports that analytics will never be able to pick up. If any, if you've ever played basketball and you got someone guarding you that you know you can beat, you're that much more confident. If it's a pitcher on the mound that you know what they're throwing and you've hit off them before. Quick thing about the game that happened yesterday, today, whenever you're listening to this, the first game versus Detroit. Just one snippet because this ties into what we're talking about. When Judge made that diving catch, Ottavino started pitching better because he got a confidence boost and a jolt of energy and adrenaline. And analytics, there's no analytic that can say, you know, after a diving catch, Ottavino pitches better. But that is what happened there. Canely, the game before that, he throws a couple strikes and it turns the whole inning around. Yeah, yeah. All right, next. John Boy and Jake. I'm enjoying the show. Jakey, love those burns, baby. A lot of energy. But you missed an award yesterday, and the award should have been help yourself, man. Help yourself, man. And as you guys know, I am in the bird camp ever since he gave you guys some time to chat while he was doing batting practice. And I want both guys to do good, but come on. 3-1 pitch. The umpire has been calling borderline strikes on you all game long. You're to fight to stay on the team. You get a three-one fastball right down the middle. Got to be more aggressive to want that spot. Not waiting for a walk. Talk to your man Bird. I want him to stay up. Bye, boys. Do you remember this this pitch? Love love when our fans have been drinking before they call in. <laughs> do you remember that pitch? I do. I do. I was surprised, and then in today's game. He had a 2-0 strike. Guardy stole on a 2-0 pitch, which I thought was surprising. And, yeah, Bird's not at swinging in his hitter's counts right now. He, he feels so comfortable seeing the ball, but it's been a lot of 2-0-3-1, and he hasn't swung, which is, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I this is actually a constant battle for me because, and I, I run into this with Judge and Stanton mostly because they are patient, and the mind twist is, Jim, that, We've seen these guys at this point hit any pitch. <laughs> Judge and Stanton, yeah. we've seen them hit. We've seen them pull high balls. We've seen them hit high balls away. We've seen them hit low balls. We've seen them hit low balls away. We, we, we've seen the full spectrum from these guys because they're, they're amazing. Um, so it gets frustrating sometimes. You see a 2-0 fastball that gets a chunk of the outside part of the plate, and you're going, dude, I've seen you hit that ball 450 feet before. So, but it's tough because, like, I don't know, Glaber takes that pitch, and I'm not mad at him. I'm still like, okay, 2-1 count, you're working the at-bat. Um, Bird is confident within his strike zone. He knows what he's looking for. I will say this. I mean, it's 
you know, the way too early, the way too early column, if I was writing this up, it does, you would like to see the Yankees be a little more aggressive in those hitting counts this early in the season. But at the same time, this team's mantra and what they're built around is working the pitcher, you know, taking their walks and passing the baton. So it's it's tough to get mad at them. We overreact after a couple games uh, because that's what that's what we do, baby. Um, I I'd like to see them be a little more aggressive in hitters counts. I agree. Hey guys, Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. So obviously we're mad, including myself, about Gardner leading off as opposed to hitting ninth. But can we get Stanton out of the three hole? <laughs> I mean. The guy I want in the three-hole should be someone that I want up with uh, two outs, nobody on, because that's what generally happens more than any other spot in the lineup at the three-hole. And on top of that, I don't want Stanton to get pitched around to get to Voight, because I'd rather face Voight than Giancarlo Stanton. So I'm thinking either DJ or Glaber in the three-hole, and then uh, Stanton in the four-hole, and then you adjust accordingly. Uh, what are your thoughts? All right, batting order talk. Not my favorite thing but I'm getting more and more into it this season because people love it. So I'm going to have to develop stronger opinions on it because it's, I get asked about it non stop now. Um, first off, I don't, I'm not mad about Gardner leading off like everyone else. Uh, I, I said I'd give him April and I'm giving him April. Yeah. What's his stats at now? What's he got like a three something hundred batting average. And, and I am not saying that that's good. I'm saying it's as meaningless as his 0 for 9 was after two games. So whatever. But then I do agree with Andrew. I don't, I said this last episode, I don't like Stanton and Judge next to each other. It just, when a pitcher has their number, he has both their numbers and it's too easy. Yeah. And we've, we've seen, I mean, Jim, Jim, new baseball, everyone has a tight slider nowadays and people have been making good pitches to Judge. At like some really tight right off the plate sliders that are tough to lay off of. Um, and yeah, if you get past Judge, I don't want to say Stanton's a reward, but like you feel like you slayed the dragon and now, well, I just did that one. Let me, I'll, I'll take this one down now. Um, lineup wise, I kind of like, and yeah, we, I, I'll say it just because I have to because I was getting in people's faces and then I pulled back a little bit. It's it's too early on anyone, guys. It's four games. Let's see what Brett Gardner has this year. Half of our team is injured, and we have a guy that's been an experienced leadoff hitter for a decade batting leadoff. Like, get over it. Um, let's see what the guy's got. He's just put together two good games. Guardy can get hot quick. Hopefully he does that. Jim, lineup-wise, you've, you've been developing a... I guess we stay away from the analytical words there, but we, you've, you've got a little theory brewing. I want the contact hitters spread out. Right. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. And they started to do that. We talked about it on the pregame show today. Talked about it yesterday. So uh, I do agree with Andrew. I, I don't like, I, if, if when Stanton comes back, if Judge is two, I like Stanton four. Yeah. And I mean, for a team that only put up three runs today, uh, you know, we had a couple lefties in the lineup and you broke up some of the big boys. It, um, I don't know. It does feel a little differently. That being said, if Detroit scored five today, we'd be pissed off right now and saying the lineup sucks. So, New York. So, maybe the John Carlos then injury is a good thing. It will end up being a positive. Not for performance issues, but the guy played 158 games 
in back-to-back seasons. He's never done four in his career. Maybe a little time to DL, a little time to get right, fix his swing a little bit. It ends up being a good thing for Stanton and in the long run, go Yanks. There you go, Jake. This will give him the rest that he needed because he played a full season last year. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It's a it's a bummer. And the Giancarlo quote was actually cool before the Anuhar stuff. Giancarlo was like, "I'm pissed, man. We just did spring training. Like, I wish I was hurt then." And then you're kind of like, "Okay, Giancarlo, you kind of you kind of get it. We like you." And then you get stabbed with the Anuhar news, and you're like, "Don't care. Just come back." Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Get healthy. Get healthy, everyone. <laughs> What's up, Maxwell from Baton Rouge? Um, so we lost two out of three to the O's which sucks, but we all know that when you lose a series to a bad team, the worst of the Yankee fandom comes out, especially on Twitter. So my question is, if the Talking Yanks universe were Survivor and you had to vote one fan off the island and never had to read their Twitter again, who would it be? I'm going to nominate Boone Logic. Easy choice. Have a good one, guys. Wow. Max throwing us into the flames. You got you got anyone? Man, I'm I'm trying to think. Like this is definitely bad. <laughs> like a bad anyone a that bad I, anyone, thing for anyone, us anyone. to do. <laughs> yeah. No. You know who I'll say? I'll say Stu from today. Oh my God. Stu is a treat. Uh, One of the funnier tweets I'd ever received. Yeah, if, if you I posted a highlight of Gary's home run swing. How about letting some of the Yankee fans who actually work real jobs come home and watch this home run on replay DVR without you tweeting the home run before it's actually hit. What are you doing, Stu? Yeah, that, was, your life together. that was pretty bizarre. Um, good. I didn't even get it. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, the, the internet's a wild place. Picture, this is what I always say, picture the craziest person you've ever seen in public or in your life or doing anything, and they can have a Twitter. And by the way, O's won again tonight, Jim. Three in a row for them. They're good, huh? They're pesky. How about that? Pesky. Nothing to lose. <laughs> Stop talking Yanks. This is Josh. I'm down in Philly, originally from North Jersey. I'm just wondering if you guys, like, you know, the series coming up with John Hurt, what are some things you think that could jumpstart the fan base again? Maybe a good Herman game. Maybe Clint playing well for a series. Thanks, guys. Love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Go Yanks. Yo, I think the two things that we kind of saw today, and we'll talk about them uh, next episode for sure, is Herman, I think we needed that. It's still, it's still early. Obviously, we were playing good, all right, waiting game. It's still waiting, but that was really nice to see. I'm gonna say it: Gardner hitting that home run and then shit talking. That got me excited. Oh yeah, that stirred up some happiness in me. And I think that was his goal: was to stir up some shit from his team. Yeah, I think if. If Gardner puts a streak together of angry baseball, I think that's good. And I think if DJ LeMahieu now goes off and just starts slapping balls all over and playing good D, I mean, anything, anything right now, anything positive will take. Yeah, I mean, I, I can bring some spin zones. That's that's what Poppy Gordo does. Um, Jimmy, three of our four starts this year, five innings pitch, one earned run. From the pitching, from the starters that are supposed to be a concern from this team, um, so there's kind of a win there. the The pitching's kind of been doing their thing, um, and I mean this is kind of a bigger spin zone. 
you know, when you start losing all these guys, you start losing Hicksie, and, I mean, Didi's been gone, now Stanton's gone, Andujar, you know, a little bit of the burden goes on everybody else now, and you kind of got to you gotta do your part. Um, so if you're in there on a given day, you better bring it. And Jimmy, how about we give your guy some love? How about Gare Bear? Back-to-back days with home runs. Can he be, can he be Gary Sanchez? Because how big would that be for this team, not only this year, but the next five years? Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah. That would be fantastic. I'd love it. Last spin before the next one, Jim. Either A, Judge starts going off and puts a team on his back, which is fun, or B, it turns into a more fun thing where it's a different person every day. Oh, Voight got one today, three RBIs. Glaber put on a show today, three for four. That would be fun. That would be fun. I agree. What's up, guys? Alex from Long Island here. Um, I was just wondering, with Stanton head to DL, Clint coming up, who do you think is going to get the chance? I know we've had Clint for a while, and I personally want to see him go. We also have Talkman, who uh, who knows what he is. Maybe he's an outfield Luke Boyd. So let me know. Curious what you guys think. Love the show. It's a good question. We kind of talked about it on the pregame show. Talkman got the start today. I think that more so had to do with Clint getting into Scranton last night and then immediately coming to Yankee Stadium. Talkman didn't look anything special. It's one game. It's one, it's one game. game. But Boone did say in his pregame, Clint's going to get a lot of, he's going to play a lot while he's up. I think Clint will get more run. I think we may see a platoon-esque situation. They're not going to put Clinton center field, I don't think. So if Gardy does need a day or they just want to get his legs out of center field, that's Talkman's chance to play. So maybe that's it. No, Because that's tough because Talkman's a lefty. So if he's replacing Gardner in center, most likely you have a righty on the mound and then Gardy would, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think I think what it's going to be, I, I think you give... Guardy the start tomorrow, because um, he went two for four today. And I mean, if he gets, if he can get going, that's really big for this team for a couple weeks. Um, I think you play Guardy tomorrow. If he doesn't have a great day, then you give him the rest day. You put Talkman in center, Clinton left. I think we'll see Clinton left tomorrow, anyways. I think Talkman will go back to the bench. I think it's basically going to be every other day, Clint or Talkman. If it's a lefty, you're definitely getting Clint. And if one of them starts hitting, you'll play. I think simple as that. I think I think you can even hear Booney like saying that, like sitting them down. And well, Clint, if you get it going, well, Talkman's got the hot bat right now, so we're gonna let him hit. Um, did you did you hear Clint's conversation with Meredith before the game started? I did not. He had a quote, Jake. Okay, but I I've lightened up on Clint. Because I'm rooting for him on the field. I believe in his talent. I've lied not about him. But he said, he, this is what he said, basically. He said, uh, yeah, last year, Andujar came up. He got his chance and like ran away with it. I want to prove people that I'm not just talk. I can actually do it. That's talking, Clint. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> that, that's the talking part, Clint. It is. I Yeah, it's a little tough. I mean, he, he is talking. Um but he's he's talking about doing it, so that's good. Yeah, Jake, that's this, that's this whole thing. I'm telling you, I'm gonna prove it. I'm not just a talker. I'm gonna prove it. I'm not just a talker. Clint, that's talking. Yeah, come on, man, tighten it up. Just don't say shit like that. Hey, ho- hopefully we're hopefully we're truly enjoying those quotes in a couple weeks. How about that? 
that's what I was talking to Magic Sam. I said, I hope that he starts putting up numbers so much that I can be like, all right, bring me that quirky personality, Clint. It'd be nice, right? <laughs> It'd be nice. Um, and man, I hope he Crack, does. Cracked me up, though. Cracked me up. Yeah, and and Jim, I think, I think my little theory I mentioned before, I think makes a lot of sense. So we've got the Wednesday game against Detroit, getaway day. They mm-hmm. have a lefty on the mound. So I think you throw Talkman in center, see if he can hit off the lefty, you rest Uncle Brett for a day, and you get Clinton left. I don't think they can afford to do that. I think if I see Clint and left or Talkman and Clint in the same lineup, I'm out. I mean I think I'm upset. It's early season and it's getaway day. Like I I, I mean, you know this Yankees team appreciates their rest and such. I guess if Gardy has a big day tomorrow, you could see it. Um, against Zimmerman, he could. Zimmerman's kind of a contact pitcher against a contact hitter. You feel like Gardy's going to put it in play. Um, but I don't know. I just, I think that makes a lot of sense in, in the Yankees heads right now. And I don't know. Do we have a Tyler Wade question coming up? Do we want to talk about that at all? Not yet, but we'll Okay. We got the next one. Hey, what's up guys? Jake Carabini with an I. Um, I'll try to keep this short. Uh, just went on my lunch break at work and saw the Stanton news and was pretty bummed out, I think, just like everyone else was. But uh, it made me think of something Boone said the other day in a press conference. He was asked about DJ LeMahieu playing the outfield, and I was just wondering if they're going to start doing that this series. With uh, but, uh, Sorry to cut you off, Cherubini, but the Andujar news puts an end to that. Mm. DJ LeMahieu is now our starting third baseman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling. And uh, appreciate it. And uh, Jake, Jake got a shirt too. And he's a Patreon. And we, you called him Cherubino. That's where the Cherubini came from. Um, so we thank you, <laughs> uh, man. And that's that just shows it. Uh, two. That's how fast things are moving. Two two hours, if that. And yeah, that's where we that's where we are. Hi guys, it's Melissa Wiles. I've been listening to you guys for oh goodness, a little over a year now. Love the show. So happy to be back. Had a huge smile on my face listening to Jakey Burns because I love the Burns. Also saw Amber Sabathia wearing one of your shirts. Totally got a kick out of that. Loved it. Actually just put in an order for my first shirt. They got the Luke shirt and it's on its way. And made me think about the Bronx Pinstripe show and wondering if you guys have any conversation with them or any competition or what the deal is with that. So anyways, Love what you're doing. Keep it up. Love listening. And Jake does not suck. Bye, guys. Come on. Interesting question here. Bronx Pinstripes, actually, when I started tweeting, when I started deciding I was going to make GIFs and videos and tweets, Scott uh, from Bronx Pinstripes reached out to me and was like, hey, man, what's going on? I want you to join the team. I wrote for Bronx Pinstripes for a little bit. Scott is a really awesome dude. Scott's really nice. And uh, he knew and... And I knew that I wanted to do my own thing. It's kind of like, hey, this is everything I want to do. This is what I can do. And I was like, I, I already started this podcast, Talking Yanks, and this is like what I really want to do. And uh, eventually it was like, okay. And then we saw him at spring, or I saw him at spring training 2017 and hung out with him the whole day. And Andrew was there too. And um, friendly. I mean, there's, there's not, we're all just Yankee fans. It's so weird to have like rivals within, fra- like we're already fractioned off. Right. To like a fraction of a fraction of a, it's so silly. Um, I think we bring a different kind of show than they bring. And I don't think there's like a, 
I don't think it's a competition. So yeah, we we think if if you want Yankees content, <laughs> you can go to us. You can go to them. You're gonna get a slightly different product. They're nice guys. Um, they they've been in the they've been in the game a little longer than us, but um. I don't know. I think there's some competitive fun stuff with there. I mean, we don't wish ill on them or anything. Um, and yeah, no, if, I don't if, wish ill on anyone besides uh, one time I wished ill on Tankster. Right, right. Which we don't we don't talk about the hush man. Um, so yeah, no. We thanks for the Jake doesn't suck thing. I I think you're wrong. Um, and yeah, we're nothing against Bronx pinstripes. We we think we're good at what we do, and we think they're good at what they do. What's up, guys? It's Brian Conan for Talking Yanks. Uh, Jake, I want to slap your big butt cheeks. But uh, more importantly, uh, what's the deal with all the, the injuries? I mean, at this point, it's kind of, I don't know, it seems excessive. I, you know, I, I mean, I know it's part of the game, but, like, it almost feels like having the Yankees just a rate that's just so much bigger than probably the average in baseball. I mean, do you have to start looking into, like, the training staff and what they're doing that's wrong or is there something else, or am I just being uh, overreactive? I want to know your thoughts. Let me know. Have a good one. Currently answering this question blind because my contact slid out of my eye. Uh, Jake, talk real quick. Well, first of all, that's easily the voicemail of the day um, presented to you by Diamond Baseball Tours, which I'm sure they'll be happy about. <laughs> one, one of our early partners in all this, I was like, yeah, we'll give, we'll give you guys a, a voicemail of the day. We'll give you a shout out. It'll be a fun thing. And so the first Diamond Baseball Tours voicemail of the day is someone opening up with someone saying, "Jake, I want to slap your fat ass, juicy ass, your big butt? No, your big butt cheeks." Okay. Um, so yeah, go check out Diamond Baseball Tours and and my butt cheeks. Um, you all right? This is a question. Your eyeball. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. His question is: Do we have to think about the training staff and all that stuff? Right. You're there. I'll let you go. You have to. I'm not saying that we can blame them right now. I'm saying if Cashman and this analytic team, who's all about like looking into the reasonings for stuff, if they're not doing a deep dive into their strength and conditioning, they're they're failing. And I'm not saying I'm not blaming the strength and conditioning. I'm just simply saying if you're not doing a deep dive into what's going on here, and if there is a cause and effect within the organization, then you're, you're failing at your job. It, I'd be shocked if they weren't looking into it. Uh, and I, I don't know what they're going to find. Only they will know what they find. But at this point, with this many injuries, you have to look into it. You'd be, you'd be, like, it'd be a big, like, you'd be a fool not to. If this was like an 80s Western movie, there would be like the one geeky guy comes up to to Cashman and is like, yeah, I mean, statistically, the chances of our third baseman, shortstop, center fielder, ace, fifth starter, setup guy getting hurt are .0002. And Brian Cashman just takes out his pistol and shoots him in it. And then he looks at everyone else and he's like, does anyone else have something to say? Um. <laughs> Because you're absolutely right. I mean, at this point, you absolutely have to. I mean, they look into everything. They're the New York Yankees. Um, I mean, does this stuff happen in baseball? Yeah. Um, Were they maybe being conservative with a few guys? You mentioned the dad theory earlier, Hicks and Batances. 
Um, they got stuff going on off the field now. I mean, we're not actually blaming the kids on that. Um, no, that was a joke. But it's, uh, I mean, it, it's hit the level of being bizarre. And I mean, you see, I mean, Giancarlo hurts his bicep swinging at a fastball. Anduhar, Anduhar sliding back to third on a pickoff play from the catcher the Orioles put on. I mean, at a certain that might be a weird freak one, but like Sevy, Batansis, Hicks, Stanton now are all just like, are they working out too hard? Are they working out the wrong ways? Are they building up muscles that then they use those? Are they building up their muscles for something and then they use them in baseball and they're like, well, this we can't handle this. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, in my in my head, movies. So bringing it back to modern day, it's like the three geeky guys are talking to Cashman, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't believe this has happened. I, I this this is nearly impossible. I don't know how this happened." And then there's like Phil Nevins in the hallway, and he's like, "This is what I've been trying to tell you guys. This is baseball. This is a man sport, not a simulation." And he like <laughs> he puts two of them in a head like headlock, gives Cashman bones, and walks out the door. So, in conclusion, they need to be looking into what's going on. Yeah, be a little worried. John Boy, Jake, what's going on? Joe Papa, first time in a long time. John Boy, we had a little interaction about the El Gary hat, I think about a year ago or whatever. But um, something I noticed when I got to the stadium yesterday for that awful delay at the start, um, James Paxton must have been out there for maybe, I don't know, like an hour or so, maybe before I got there, who knows. But um, signing autographs out in the drizzling rain, um, Anything anybody had, he stood there and signed it until he was told to leave. Me, got my calendar signed, so I was pretty happy about that. Guy has a chance to be great in New York. Um, yeah, just wanted to share that with you guys. Love you guys. Love the pod. Love what it's turning into. Came a long way since talking baseball. <laughs> All right, guys. Go Yanks. <laughs> um, that's good. That's just a nice tidbit to know. To know James Pax was out there signing for everyone, uh, stayed as long as he could, and made a lot of fans happy. That's Sonny Gray never did that shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he did. I don't know if he did or not. Um, Though let's just say Sonny Gray never signed a single fucking autograph in New York. And if you did, you might have thrown it out or something. Um, let you know, it takes a lot for me to fully turn on a guy and just go full petty mode. And I'm there with Sonny. That his latest quotes. Like I, I'm rooting for him to have a terrible season. Yeah, a little bit. It it did cross the point. Um, I think you like, and that's I, I think you like to be joking petty with some former players, but with Sonny, I mean, all the stuff like, yeah, they're forcing me to throw the slider. That was the problem. It's like, well, dude, you actually pitched really bad. Yeah, so that's and on like you. I'm joking petty with a lot of people, but yeah, I, I, Sonny's off my fucking list, man. I don't like that guy. Yeah, and I I've I've said it a couple times. I'll uh. Last time I'll say it because we he, we do love him and he's also a friend of the program. R two C two another another podcast. Paxton and Hap are on. Jimmy and I really enjoyed Jay Hap just because he was he kind of we said this yesterday. He kind of yeah. lived up to being a little plain, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Um, Paxton was there too. Go go give it a listen if you want to learn more about those guys. Hey, what's up? It's Sam calling from the Jersey Shore. Just heard the Anduhar news. May or may not have thrown my Yankees hat. Um, I'm I'm a little frustrated, and I was just calling and asking. I know this doesn't have anything to do with Donahue, but is it, is there something with the, the the training or the way that their their, their spring training was? I don't know. I just, I've never.
Same thing. Yep. I don't. I don't know if there is something. Like we don't know. I think you. Like I can't. Nobody can sit here and say it's the training. Ooh. But you have to be. You have to know that we should look into that. Would you be happier if they came in? If in a couple months they were like, "Yeah, we figured out the problem. We we definitely pushed. We we lifted too much weight. We that was the problem." Would you be happier that it was diagnosed, or would you be more mad that it that they even risked doing something like that? If they diagnose it, they better not share it. Okay, I like that. So find if find they the find answer, out, but don't tell us. Find the answer, but don't ever let the public know that there's a solid answer because. You're just asking for beating them. Yeah, I like that. I respect that. But if they find an answer internally, then yeah, that's great. Don't ever do it again. Yeah. Or just start giving anyone, just start giving everyone secret new steroids. That always works. Ooh. Hey, guys, Boobox from Nebraska. I don't know if it's something. I, I mean, yeah, it's the business, and these guys are, you know, these guys are, it's their job. But, it just feels like, you know, we got two guys go down on the IL today. Are they, you know, they going into the training room going, oh, mm, yeah, I think I got something on my shoulder. We need to buck up, toughen up, quit being a bunch of pussies. I don't know. That's <laughs> just the way I feel right now. So let me know what you think. Bubak's going, oh, he's going, going old school. He's going Phil Nevin. Yeah. Bubak's got us in headlocks right now. Yeah. It felt I have no idea. It, at first it felt like a couple of those. You're like, all right, we're gonna shut down Sevy because you have to. You can't risk a shoulder injury at the start of spring training. And then it's like Hicks is back. Yeah, let Hicksy get some rest. He just got paid. Sure. Patances, okay, he rushed it coming back from the kid. Yeah, take your time. Now it's at the point where we opened the show saying it felt like we got stabbed. So Yeah. Yeah. Man. I don't, there's no point in, in me sitting here saying, you know, Stan's a pussy, he can play through that, because I have, we have no idea. Right, like Anduhar, totally not. Guy might be out for the season. Um, Stanton, we don't know the severity, but dude, you've gotten really good at translating Yankee quotes. We're, it's what, 75% we don't see him in April? Stanton? Yeah. Yeah. Boone, if you pay attention to Boone, you can usually get a good read. And I, I think I've been, I mean, not to pat my own back, but I think I've been pretty spot on with all of them, right? You've been good. Um, Stanton, they're shutting him down for 10 days. So Completely. Completely. So... He's not going to play on the 11th day because the 11th day, they have to find out how it is then. Right. And then they have to decide if, and then if he's great, do we see him on the 12th day? No, I think they're going to have him go through the motions and treat it with care. Boone said, I'd like to, I think we'll see him back in April, which to me means he's missing at minimum three weeks. And that's just my 
interpretation of Boone's quotes. I would say Stan's missing at minimum three weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's we we could play the guessing game and blow wind all we want. It's it's going to be a little bit. The, that's that's the biggest thing that this Yankees crew, whether it's Cashman or Booney or whoever's saying it, has thrown off the internet. And I mean, maybe it's partially the internet's fault at this point, but when they've been saying talking about guys coming back, they say when they're going to start being able to do act. They say basically when they're going to be reevaluated, and people take that as the comeback date. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hicks has not started baseball activities. We're not seeing Hicks until uh, May. Yeah, the Hicks stuff is has really freaked me out. Everyone just thinks, looks at the best case and, and says that's what's going to happen. The best case is the least likely case. Right. Yeah. All right, we have uh, three voicemails that came in later, so I haven't even listened to these, so let's see how they go. Okay. What is going on? You know, I'm a huge fan of the Yankees, but I got to say this, Chase. I got to say this. This is upsetting me so much. Was Cameron? That was Cameron. That was it? He said, I got to say this. I got to say this. This is upsetting me so much. Is that what he had to say? That this was upsetting me so much? It's either that or he's the next voicemail, right? No, he didn't call back. So, I don't know. <laughs> he just he, he so, just couldn't deal with those Orioles. He, no, the injuries, because he called after <laughs> the, the game today. After, yeah. Hey, we ca- hey, we feel you, Cam. <laughs> we're, we're there. It's upsetting me so much, too. <laughs> Did Cameron get stabbed? After after the Anduar before the game, like you tweeted out, I hope John was okay or whatever. I was, I was like, I was was winded, gut punched. What did I text you? I just said I'm a pit of shit right You've now. You've been more emotional than I've expected to start this year. I don't hate it, but I'm a little concerned, dude. I my emotions during baseball season are of that of a hormonal pregnant woman. No, but usually, like during the game, I get that. But you usually, level off, and you're like, you you know, you go into your, you know, stay calm. Let's see Brett Gardner play. It's you've been a little more irrational. Well, I'm no on the field stuff. I'm there. The injuries, though, they're okay. The maybe that's so what it at, is. Like, I mean, yes, I just in- I just put it all in a baseball bucket. The injury bucket's no, the tough in- for you. Okay. Yeah, because they're all they're all loose timelines with loose injuries. It's not like. It's not like uh, there's nothing finite about any of the injuries. They're all just going to linger and lag. Gotcha. Next. What's going on, guys? Calling for Talking Yanks. Uh, it's actually a question for both of you. So every year I kind of kick myself in the butt because I live 15 minutes from the stadium, and I usually only go to like 12 to 13 games a year. But uh, I kind of regret it at the end, saying I should have went to more. How do you guys feel about that? If you, I know you guys live really far away from the Yankees, but if you guys were close, would you go to a lot more games, or do you like it more in the comfort of your own home, seeing every angle and all that stuff, like the whole, like the atmosphere at the stadium and like the bars, fans, Billy's pregame? Let me know what you think, Jake. You don't suck. What's wrong with these people? Interesting question. If you lived fifteen, I think our answers are different here. If you lived fifteen minutes away from Yankee Stadium, how many games would you like to go to a year? I mean, are we are we factoring in work or factoring out work? No, no. Just say you're a regular fan. Oh, I'd go to a ton. I mean, I uh, I I was lucky enough for a while. That I lived I lived pretty close to Coors Field in Denver, um, and it was when they were bad. 
So they had like $4 tickets. So, I mean, I was bailing on work at 3.30 if I needed to. I was bailing on work at noon if I needed to. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it that, that was a pretty awesome experience. If it was the Yankees and it was that close, I mean, yeah, I would be on StubHub or anything five minutes before every game pretty much. Yeah. I'd probably be a regular think- at stands. And if there is a ticket yes. for under a certain price, I'm going. If not, enjoy the game. Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. I'd probably go to like 10, 15, like this guy said. I am a homebody. And when you go to the game, you don't really watch the games. You, you do, but you can't see the break on the pitches. You can't see the replays. You can't see how the... Like you can't really tell a pitching performance live at the game. Right, you just turn into a blind fan. If, yes. you're, if the stadium's going to groan, you're groaning. Come on, where yes. was that? Yep, exactly. You're at home and you see, you know, it was in the other batter's box and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just uh, I'm just such a homebody and like my couch. Yeah. Actually, I just like this chair. I don't even sit on the couch anymore. Sometimes I walk past the family room and I just look at the couch longingly. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, that looks so nice. Can't sit there. We got one more voicemail. Hey, John, I'm William Jake. This is Carlos calling from Orlando. Got to say, I've been loving the content, man. You guys are great. I, uh, I wrote in today on a YouTube video just saying that I was skeptical about those YouTube previews, but, man, they get me really excited for the game. Uh, my comment slash statement is just I've been seeing on Twitter a lot of people just, like, complaining, talking about how we should have got Harper, we should have got Machado, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think we played the offseason going for depth. And uh, especially now that all these these injuries have happened, I think we played it right. I just want to get your take on it and uh, see if I get on this podcast, on this uh, on this episode. Uh, love the content, guys. Keep it up. You guys are great. And uh, hold on. Getting a flush. Got a flush. Nice. <clears throat> That's one for the fans right there. Boom. Um. What do you think? You think we played it right? Think the depth's there? You like the pregame show? Yeah, check if you haven't checked out our pregame show. I mean, we're doing it fun. 15, 20 minutes, get you ready for the game. It might be popular during day games. Like if you're at work and you need to kill 15, like I think that's gonna be the sweet spot right there. Um, but check it out. We're we're doing those. Um, man, you know. <laughs> April 1st, am I shocked we're still talking Harper and Machado? Not really. Uh, guys, we're talking 10-year plans with those guys, and the Yankees weren't in on it, so we got to go. And also, like, okay, the injuries happened, so, yeah, now we could have used them, but if the injuries didn't happen, then, like, how's the roster constructed? We have nine guys, you know what I mean? When you have nine... Yeah, I mean, Tulo wouldn't have existed. I mean, you can... You can do some song and dance. I mean, Mike Talkman ended up on the opening day roster, but, um, you know, they probably wouldn't have brought back Guardy. Guys, the Yankees have a five-year plan that involves a ton of this young core. Uh, Cashman mm-hmm. believes. That's why he re-ups Sevy. That's why he re-ups Hicks. He's in on this young core, you know? Um, and I I think we got we to gotta stop talking about Pricey and Manny. It's not. It's over. It's so over. Gardner just hit his home run on the the yes encore. I really wish I could read his lips to see what he was yelling when he came to dugout. I tried so hard. 
couldn't figure it out. Um, yeah, man. I mean, just get over Bryce and Manny. I mean, I don't. How can you just not get over it? You're still harping on it. What's that get you in life or in fanhood or what is what is the? That's a whole nother just yeah. life philosophy conversation. It's the uh, what's it getting you? It's it's the Yankees got a B plus this off season. If they got one of those guys, it would have been A plus. And if the Yankees don't win, they're gonna point to that immediately. That's uh. How about Gardy knowing he he got that ball out, cleared it by about a foot bat. and a half. Yeah, <laughs> cleared by he got it into the first seat and he was staring down the dugout right away. <laughs> Respect the hell out of it. All right, this ends the first. Uh, ever full voicemail app of the season. I think I liked it. I love the voicemails. I think they, uh, you guys lead us down some conversations that we would not have led ourselves down, which is great. And I like the involvement. I, I get, I mean, I get such a sense of, uh, enjoyment pride. I don't know what it is seeing all the different area codes that call us, uh, across the map. So it's really, really cool. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave a five-star review, that's appreciated. Go to patreon.com slash talking yanks and help us out. That's appreciated. And uh, the the live chat was going off. The Patreons and the live chat were going off today. A lot of conversation, constant movement. So that's cool. And we will be back on Wednesday night for the live show. And it'll be released on the podcast Thursday morning to recap and review this series versus the Tigers, which I hope we win. We got a head start. Want to know. That ends this episode of Talking Yanks. Jake, any last words? Let's go, Yankees. Thanks for calling in. Voicemail up every week. Call in. Don't be shy. Keep it under a minute. You're on. Not 908-845-5792. Go, Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go, Yankees. <laughs>